Welcome to The Sipping Point, the podcast where we go through the ultimate whiskey experience, asking the whisk what, the whisk where, and the whisk who they have with them for the dream dram and everything that goes with it. I'm the master blender, Cameron Hobbs. Joining me once again, my co-host, the whiskey goblin, Angus Coots. All right. How are you, Angus? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's what good to be back. has been in your glass this week since we last met? Too much. I've been gigging and working and drinking. Um, I've actually been drinking a lot of that Lafroy Cardias that you gave me. Well, nice. you gave me, you bought for me. Yeah. Um, it is phenomenal stuff. Uh, good juice. A uh, bit worried at how fast it's going down. Going to start hiding it from my flatmates. You've been guessing Lefroy, uh the last two episodes. So One I day, think, are we going? <laughs> is this is this it? This is the every time the I get a bit smoke, broken ah, clock technique. <laughs> Excellent. Well, okay, we're going to get straight into this one then. Um, we've had a couple of comedians, we've had a couple of Gareths, so we have to move in a different direction. So we are delighted to be joined by sports reporter for STV, Jamie Barthwick. <laughs> So just before we get into this, it's just Cameron here, so you can play along at home. The three drams that are being drank tonight are Penderin Portwood, Speyburn 15-year-old, and Talisker Sky. See if you can figure out which one they're drinking. Delighted to be here, and you'll get no garrething or comedy from me. I don't think that's true. I think we'll get a few laughs out of you. I'm excited to have you on the pod, Jamie, because uh, you're actually the reason that I drink whiskey. Um, I don't know if you remember, we were watching a Josh Taylor fight in Schuchter's Landing on your phone. <laughs> and I, you ordered a whiskey. I was like, I don't like whiskey. And you went, I'll oh, try this. And you tried a little trick with me. I've been a convert ever since. I did not. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I do remember the look in your eyes when I showed you the vapor release thing and, yep. you, and it, just a spark. Highland Park 12. You never forget your first. <laughs> 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 Again, that's one that's come up a couple of times already as well. I, it's not in. Um, spoiler alert! It's not Highland Park Twelve in your glass tonight. Um, we do, however, though, as we go through this conversation, Jamie, uh, have three drams for you to taste. Yourself and Angus are not not head to head. There's not a competition here because there's no wrong answers when it comes to whiskey tasting. He says, however, that. yeah, I'll be judging you. Um, <laughs> we've got three drams as ever as we walk through the conversations to determine your dream dram. Uh, we'll go through the history of your whiskey drinking experience we'll then ask you the perfect place for drinking that dram and then we'll close off by asking you what company you'd have with you as we build your ultimate whiskey experience gentlemen do you want to take the glass and have a little sniff of what's in number one would love to let's go for it might as well get that in the background as Jamie we'll we'll start to work through that and what I love here and again this doesn't work on a podcast but Angus had to be assisted there because his arms wouldn't reach <laughs> a very short limbs <laughs> Very little wins. <laughs> um, so as you stick your nose into that, Jamie, for you, whiskey experience, at what point did whiskey become something that you turned to as a drink? I think my first experience with whiskey was at university when someone put some in some iron brew and I went, this isn't for me. <laughs> and no, it, it was something that I, I came to when I was working um, in Clyde Bank. It was my first ever job as a journalist and the Auchentoshan Distillery opened their uh, visitor centre for the first time and I was invited along as a local journalist to go and uh, write it up, experience it and they laid on the, the, the whole experience for me. It was it was phenomenal and I mean, 
someone who had really no experience with tasting malts at all, going in and just from the start, from seeing the process all the way through, and then um, the, 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 gave an incredible talk at the end and they talked us through every single one of their whiskies from you know their 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 supermarket shelf lowest one right up to the serious stuff and they, they, they put that on for absolutely everyone in the room as well so you were able to taste the differences you had them giving you the notes all the way through came away with a fantastic goodie bag. <laughs> oh, wow, brilliant. But you know Love the that. thing about whiskey is you can't be the only whiskey enjoyer in your group. So I was like, well, I need to go out and, 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 and spread the word here and got through that bottle quickly, but not because I was the thirsty one, but I was making sure that everyone <laughs> yeah. was getting involved and I loved spreading that uh, that little technique and, and seeing people like Angus, who yeah. I feel like I managed to convert to it at the same time, it gave that same sort of experience that I was so lucky to have. And that's uh, that's how I got into it. And it's funny you talk about that because, in essence, this podcast is largely born of that. Angus and I bumped into each other at the Scottish Malt mm-hmm. Whiskey Society several years ago, and it's always been in my head, right? Angus is because we've discussed American football. Yeah, Jamie and I obviously do the Shamash podcast. Angus, you were a guest on that. Um, I know you like American football. I know you like whiskey. So this is great. You know, the three of us yep. sitting here, very much mutual interests. Uh, but from that comes a conversation with whiskey that I think similar ties to American football in that your tastes when it comes to that are all different. We all support different teams. Mm. Uh, You two support rivals, but great friends, when you sit down and drink whiskey, you have probably very different tastes. But the great thing about it is you can sample a little bit of what everybody's into and you can go on a little journey and doors open to things that you perhaps have remained closed or have kept shut because you just don't see that as your thing. Um, and ultimately, yeah, Auchentosh, and it's funny you talk about that because we will talk later on and get you to select which one of these is the highly available supermarket brand. But Auchentosh, as the supermarket brand, I think is one of the most underrated whiskies. I think it's a great whiskey. Yeah, I was surprised that I didn't know more people who, who had it on their shelves at, at home because it's actually quite an accessible taste. That, that Lowlanders caramel notes, the sweetness that's in it from the, the, the bourbon and sherry casks. I feel like that's something that a lot of people can get into, even if they, they, they don't know whiskey all that well. Every week I talk shit about a distillery and I'm going to do a little bit about Auchentosh. <laughs> I don't dislike Auchentosh. I've not disliked any of the distilleries I have uh, had any criticisms of. But my issue with Auchentosh and the reason I don't personally have it or keep it is that I think that the triple distilling takes just a little bit out of it that otherwise I like. Um, we don't do that in Scotland. They're the only ones in Scotland that do triple distill, which you would normally find with Irish whiskey. What do you think it takes out? I'm not sure. There's just a little bit less body in it. And now I'm going to say this. One of, the, yeah. one of these is going to be Auchentosh. Like, no, 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 no. This I is lovely. And maybe, maybe, no Auchentosh. Maybe that is euphemism for accessible. Maybe. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we use a... We use a a fairly when I do I do whiskey tours when we do, we use a fairly innocuous I would say bland uh, as our f- one as our first one that we give them because you can't be scaring people off you know you start someone on Wagavulin and they're not going to like whiskey. So obviously you started there. How's where's your taste gone? Is is Auchentoshan still your go to or how's that how's that started your journey into the whiskey? It's not really my go to, but I think definitely those sweet caramel notes are something that I always go back to. Uh, I remember it was maybe about a year later, I was at my, my cousin's wedding and uh, 
my uncle went right oh you've got into whiskey this is fantastic you know what it's like when you hear someone else has has got into the malts he's like right here's here's my favorite and he got us a a call isla and it blew my head off because i've been drinking alkintosh in 12 i had no idea that we could go all the way (laughs) all the way to where that takes you and isla um and thinking, right, goodness, okay, I'm going to need uh, some water in here. But he was great because he talked us through, you know, getting a bit of the oils going, putting a wee bit of water in, changing the, the the dynamics of it. I have to say, it's not one that I return to very often. The smoky PT mm-hmm. it's a bit too much for me. And again, I think this all comes back to your formative experiences with tasting your malts. So yeah, I, I've 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 always gone with um, things like Jura, Old uh, Old Pulteney. It's mm. a classic. Um, Highland Park is one that me and Angus enjoy together. So it's, it's peated thoughts quite often. I mean, it's not heavily peated. It's an aromatic peat more than anything else. But do you find that a little bit of the heat and the peat does work for you? It's oh. just more the extreme end of Isla is no, perhaps no, no, too much. No, no, absolutely. It's more the, it's more the petrol-y, diesel-y end <laughs> of it that I, I just... I just <laughs> You know, I'll sit and I'll drink it, and um, it's all about the company anyway. But it's not one I'm ever going to reach for off the shelf and go, "Yes, I need a bottle of this at home." So I very much enjoy the uh, the smoky stuff, but I think part of that is because my first one that I fell in love with was Highland Park, mm. and that's got a hint of that smoke in it. It's not massive, but they they market themselves as being a bit smoky, and I don't know if I would describe them as that, but you do notice it a little bit. It's in there, um, and I think that's probably why I've gone that way. If we're thinking then about the dream dram, the the one that's going to be the ultimate whiskey drinking experience for you, and the one that you're going to take on the rest of your journey with you, what is it that you're pulling for? So are you looking for an exact bottle? Here you or? you can answer this however you want. If you want to go exact bottle, you absolutely can. We have had we have had someone be very specific, and we've had someone be very general. So whatever works for you. I have not had the chance to um, drink too many more mature bottles um but uh, the 21 year old Ockentoshin was the first one i had mm. um and and i absolutely loved it because it, while you could sit with the the with a 10 year old malt and be able to immediately say right i'm getting this i'm getting this the 21 year old you have to sit and think about it so you know it's it's if i was going to name a bottle it, it's in there as mm. i say I'm about the sweet notes of caramel, maybe a little bit of cinnamon in there, but it's the complexity that comes with the extra aging. And that's why it costs that much more. Wow, this is it, isn't it? Yes, with with time comes cost, uh, more often than not. Um, So Ockintoshin 21 is what will be in the glass for the rest of the journey. Um, What about what's in your glass in front of you right now, the two of you? Any particular thoughts on this one? This is interesting, um, I noticed when I was giving it a wee sniff there, it's quite caramelly, it's quite sweet, it's got a bit of toffee in there. Uh, I find it very different on the palate. Okay. It's spicy, and I think I should give that a wee bash. Okay, yeah, I was just still having it on the nose, and I think that's why I went cinnamony there, because I've got a sort of cinnamony, apple um going on the nose there. So. Okay. Well, I can absolutely have a bit of like hard fruits on that apple pear, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, a real spice on the finish there. Yeah. That's that's almost like a, a kind of roasted chilli. Yeah. This is okay. fair. I'm always wary of saying I like something an awful lot because I know one of these is your accessible <laughs> no, it, it does not but matter. I'm, I am absolutely a fan of this. Yeah, I, t- I love that a lot. I'll say now, if you'd if it was the Ockintosh and highly accessible one in front of me, I'd be telling you how much I liked it. So, um, big fan of that one, early start. Okay, excellent. 
Right, well, we've got the whiskey in the glass. That's an important part of the journey. Um, now we need to move on to where we're going to drink it. Glass number two is in the hands of the gentleman, as Angus has already pulled a fascinating face as he puts it to his nose. Um, we know it's Ockintoshin 21 that's in the glass, Jamie, but a big part of this, and what's been a really interesting conversation in the episodes we've done so far, is around where you're going to drink your whiskey, because this is a really important part of it as well. It's the full experience. Um, where for you, and what is it, that is important when it comes to really sitting down and having a great dram. This is pretty wanky, I think, but um, for me, it's always involving fire. Right. Uh, I think some of my favourite times of sitting down and enjoying a whiskey with pals has been either in a campfire, an open fire at a pub, mm. um, or maybe in a in a house that we've rented for the weekend or something like that. And it's just. It's it's so overwhelming when I call to mind the times I've been most contented with a glass of malt in my hand. I think genuinely one of my favourite times was just going down. We were we were camping in um, Dumfries and Galloway. There was a beach attached to the campsite. Someone started up a fire, um, and loads of folks just went down there. There was a guitar on the go. Mm. <laughs> 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 Not so fussed about no, that, okay, but, but um, it's always a wanker just thinking, guitar, just right? thinking. Actually, you know what? I've I've brought I've brought a, I brought a bottle with me. I'm going to take it down and passing yeah. it round. And there were so many people that I'd never met before, um, and introducing myself and saying, "Would you like to take a dram with me?" And then by the you know the rest of the the rest of the camping holiday waving and you know having a, a bond together so that's something that sticks out and i think that's why when i when i think of great whiskies i think of kind of dark atmosphere and a fire on the go is there an alternative musical instrument could have been brought to that experience to uh, heighten it or <laughs> um I don't think so. You, you, no. You've all you've all been at a party where someone brings out a guitar, right? Sometimes, usually it's Angus actually. So I, yeah. I, I saw those side eyes. I was like, oh no, wait! I walked into a trap. Yeah. Was it you, Angus? Was it you hey, on that well, beach with a guitar? No, I don't like going to beaches. I was, I was at North Ferry Beach yesterday. Actually, it was, it was the beach you drew the line at, not the being the wanker with a guitar. No, 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 no. I've got, I've got a, a very, very limited skill, and I like to <laughs> like to show it off. <laughs> not even someone whipped out a fiddle. Just play a little jigger or little folk band there on the beach. Just, just there waiting. You yeah. can have multiple instruments if this if this is going to heighten it. A well played fiddle. I'll have that. A well played that. fiddle. I'll t- uh, yeah, I'll take that. So you can hear the age. So the age you can feel the age in your glass. You can hear the age in the fiddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the fiddle. person playing it's no rubbish at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. If you're having a fiddle, it's got to be over twenty-one. Let's be honest. <laughs> 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 So fine, your dream experience is next to a campfire. Yes. With and we'll come on to the company that you're with. But it's evening then, night or early evening? Is there a particular early time evening. of day? Early, early evening. evening. So the sun's still up. Yeah, it's just going down. Just excellent. We're all lovely. Um, you're next to water. Yes. Uh, is this a large body? Is this a sea? Is it a lake? Are you? Do you have any? Do you have any specific locations in mind? I guess. Um. No, I mean it's in Scotland. Fine. It's in Scotland, but I can think of any number of bodies of water that have the particular characteristics. Just as long as it's no windy. If you I, mean, so, I was just going to ask, open to the elements or not? So this yeah, is yeah. it's closed in and it's cosy, yeah, rather yeah, than 
exposed. I don't, and open. I don't open. No, no, maybe it's a, a, a cove of some a, description. Oh, oh, lovely. Right, okay. Well, if you name a cove on a lock, then we'll have the rest of the episode with Cam mispronouncing it. So. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm delighted so far because I've butchered pronunciation and I know Ockintoshian, so I'm happy so yeah. far. Jamie's non committal to a location is just playing right into my wheelhouse here. Um, so uh, the, the bonfire element of it is a fascinating one because uh, it's. The bonfire embers is something I've heard the more whisk the, the more smoky whiskey sometimes be described as. Yeah, However, that's yeah. not the flavour you're wanting in your glass. It's more the the smells, uh, oh, yeah, the no. noises of the crackling fire. I guess. Oh uh, yeah, the the warmth and the kind of the, the the bitterness of the smoke is around me rather than in my glass. I can absolutely get on board with that. And I'll be perfectly honest, like the camping part of it you've you lost me right away i hate camping i'd never go camping there's worse. a hotel i'm going to a music festival at arasig in october and all my mates are camping at it i've booked a hotel for oh i, I absolute <laughs> champion i've i applaud you uh and i think you've done the right thing love, love camping um oh but however sleeping in a tent with your whole family including young children requires a drama or two <laughs> Uh, for, to be executed, <laughs> to be executed correctly. Um, otherwise, it, yeah, it can it can drag on slightly. Yes, yes, I can imagine. I, I can't think of anything. Even sleeping by myself on the ground, it's just not. I deserve a bed. I bought a one man tent about three years ago because I was like, I'm. Is that not just a sleeping bag. <laughs> I was just, it's a good wee tent actually, and I was like, I'm gonna. I've set it up once in the back garden. I was like, okay, I know how to put it it's up. It's like a, a sheet over a washing line. Um, <laughs> I thought about sleeping in the garden that night. I was like, nope, you're not 12. I was going to say, so you didn't sleep. I was this. I was going to come on to this. So you, you didn't sleep outside. No, You just no. put the tent up. <laughs> put the tent up. Mucked about in it. Lay down in it. Because that's all you can do. It's a one-man tent. It's tiny. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, okay, I could do this. And then I arranged that I was going to get the... My plan was get the train from Edinburgh to Dalwhinnie. Right. Then just walk for two hours out of the Dalwhinnie uh, train station. You'd be in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Pitch a tent. Spend the night come back the next day okay no, never did it because so, I couldn't be arsed okay um, <laughs> a tent is still sat in exactly where it has been since I took it down okay fine I was just going to ask since you took it down I thought you were going to say it's still in the back still garden still in the back garden <laughs> you're just neighbours the raging <laughs> there's a fox in there now um, it's you can put, it, put it on Airbnb for the festival make an absolute <laughs> fortune <laughs> Yeah, get it pitched. What a great idea. Okay, uh, so dram number two, as we're uh, discussing... I want to know what Jamie thinks on this, because I've got a very strong flavour coming through on this. Compared to the last one, it's very salty. Immediately, Sol when I smelt it, I got a kind of seaweedy type vibe to it. However, on the taste, it's kind of a bit of vanilla in there as well. Mm -hmm. I'm getting licorice. Mm-hmm. Wee bit of that. That's, that's what I'm getting through. So salt, I was getting mm. there quite a lot. I think I don't. I think I might know what this is. I, I've said. <laughs> I've said this every yeah, episode. Yeah. Three, three this times. Is your third attempt. Third okay. Attempt, yeah. I'll, I, I'm very happy for you to take a guess. I'll put my. I'll put my. I'll put my guess out there, um, and we'll find out in a while if I'm right. I think this might be old Pulteney. Okay. The bitterness is right at the end. Yeah. I could. I, I had it. I couldn't put. I couldn't put a name on it. Licorice is there, but it's also oh, it's no. I can't. Yeah, licorice is probably as close as I can get, but it's not. It's not quite got the same aniseed. Aye, aye. Fennel. I've, we did this before. Mm. It's a slightly softer aniseed, fennel. -y. 
Is that what you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Potential, yeah. Okay. I just um, I spent a bit of time in Iceland last month, and they all, every single chocolate has licorice in it. Mm. So I feel like I'm quite attuned to that <laughs> taste now. Is it better over there when it's done right? No, it's the, same as it. it's the same as it. Barry Bassett's. I thought you were just meaning, is it better like generally in society over there? <laughs> oh, then, yes. that's, a, that's a big old question for oh, a whiskey podcast. Easy one, yes. I just this class. Uh, but uh, no, I um, I don't think so. I think I think licorice is licorice. All right, okay. I like Barry Bassett. You like well. it. So the high expensive stuff that you've paid for in Iceland is on a par with a Barry Bassett. I mean, you, everything is expensive in Iceland. Yes, I'm fine. Very Bassett's probably as well. Oh, almost it. definitely. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I like the wee mascot made out of the sweets on Bertie Bassett. Love him, but uh, I don't. I don't like licorice in any way, shape, or form. No, this is close. So you don't like this? Uh, I, I I don't know. It's such it's such a late ending note. I'm, I'm it, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, it's like a faint memory of licorice rather than an actual taste of it. Yeah, yeah. So if I this is so. Pulteney then I've never smelled licorice on it before and I don't know where I'd be getting that from but yeah it's good I like it something that we didn't ask um, is how do you take your whiskey like is it is it always neat or it's always neat unless I, I get a, a particularly smoky as I said that sort of petrol diesel you'll dilute that with I like, water I like, to, I like to pop a wee bit of water in that just till I can see the oil come up to the top and that's that's enough that's when I can know um, I like adding water to whiskey what is anything wrong with that there's absolutely not anything wrong with it um, we were discussing before we went on air that ultimately a cast strength anything over 50 I think you should be adding water mm. to experience what it does to it because it definitely changes the flavours should I tell um, you what I've ever had um, whiskey in a hot foreign country like there's times where I've been away maybe on stag do's lads weekends that sort of thing we've been out late mm. and I, I've just had a hankering for a whiskey but it's 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 always rubbish um, <laughs> and it's too hot Yeah, but that's what I want and sometimes I'll put um, ice in that it's not something I would ever do with a proper whiskey mm. but over I there so it much. just makes it palatable yep. you go to Spain all you're getting is Johnny Walker Red there's a time yeah. and a place for Johnny Walker Red and I know everyone's going to be screaming right now just don't order whiskey but, but I don't know yeah. sometimes sometimes when you're out and it's late and that's, that's just what you want and I find it tolerable in that situation and that situation only oh, interesting how do you think these are comparing so far between the first and the second not asking you to rank them but just as a comparison they're they're very different. Mm. This this is definitely not as spicy, not as uh, coming in hot on that palate as the mm-hmm. first one. Um, I do like them both, which makes me nervous about the next one because that means I'm going to have a real hard time ranking these up. Because if I like this one as well, then I'm I'm screwed. That thought had crossed my mind as well. I do I do like this one. I came in here with that um, very sort of like I like sweet, I like caramel, I like toffee mindset, and this doesn't really hit any of those notes. So. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I would order it again. Mm. Um, probably prefer the first one. Oh. I think I might be agreeing with you on that. I probably do, would prefer... I don't know if I could say which one was better mm. from a price point of view yet. You don't need to commit just yet. We will get uh, moving on. Uh, we'll do number three uh, and we'll get you to rank them. But what we've got so far then, Jamie, is we've got Ockentoshin 21 in the glass, which you are having at sunset at... Uh, campfire on a beach 
near a cove. <laughs> that sound about right? That sounds about right. Fantastic. Right, let's go on to dram number three. We've got your dram, we've got your location. Now we need to pick the perfect company to complete your ultimate whiskey experience. You've also got dram number three in your hand. You can give that one a little sniff um, and obviously something just a little bit different compared to the other two. So um, as Angus shares his confused, I, I, I sit opposite Angus's confused face that every single smell he takes, which I love. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy this part of it um honestly the position of knowledge is brilliant on this podcast <laughs> i think it's great um what about the people though you're at a campfire uh, we know that the gut the guitar wankers out right so they're definitely not there but who are the people that you are choosing for that perfect whiskey experience what is the conversation what are you talking about who's there i think because of my line of work um it's got to be someone sporting mm. um i've met so many Men and women in uh, in my job who have just got the most incredible stories, um, and I, it's funny because it, it doesn't really matter what era they played, managed, whatever. In there's always fascinating things that can be told. Uh, I was so gutted when Craig Brown passed away the other day because yeah. I've never met a man who had more time for almost everyone. Mm. I only met him two or three times. You'd always remember you. You always say, oh, you know, I've maybe got half an hour. We can come down to this interview. You'd com- complete the interview and 45 minutes later, you'd be going, right, we're on to an- another story. He's mm, yeah. just so generous with his time. And so that's the sort of feeling that I, I-, I want is someone who wants to talk, who wants to share. Yeah. Um, someone who also, you know, in- enjoys being in those possessions with you as well enjoy the 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 particular warmth and companionship that comes with a whiskey is there a particular name comes to mind then is there a person that if you're selecting this perfect whiskey experience and i mean you can have more than one you don't have to it doesn't just need to be two people there's three of us sitting here having a great whiskey conversation so you know who who are the names of the people that you're selecting for this once in a lifetime opportunity at this point, it gets really difficult because I've got so many going through my head. Yeah. Craig was the Brown was the first one that came into mind. And I thought Sir Alex Ferguson is mm. another one mm. you just feel would just have so much insight, so many interesting tales to tell, things that people possibly wouldn't have known. I, um, the longer I think about it, the more I, I'm, I'm going to go with one that's maybe a little bit... Uh, I didn't even expect until I, I, I began... <laughs> pondering this but i saw him give a, a, the most incredible after dinner speech mm. the stories and I, I have a particular interest in the 70s in football as well that era particularly i think in english football it was absolutely fascinating what yeah. was going on down there um he's a amazing pundit but he's also someone who's got a, a brilliant outlook on life as well and weirdly given that i am a Everton fan in terms of uh, English football. Oh I'm going to say Graham Souness. Oh, wow. Where are your shin guards? <laughs> Imagine just how heavy his tackles are after a drama. Just, just, just think about that guy and what, you know, God, all the things that, 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 that he could talk to you about. But, you know, look, look at what he does now that he's, he's given up his punditry and he's, he's working for charities. He's, he's, he's an advocate for yep. um, diversity within the industry. Um, I just think he's a 
fascinating character so and a good Edinburgh man as well yeah he, uh, what was it he did recently that I thought was really interesting it might not have been recently World Cup last year I think it might have been people were going about guitarist human rights records and to be honest I can kind of agree with them that was pretty rough but he was like one of the only people that was like well we never have this conversation when it's talking about having it in Britain yeah, yeah. we've got a history uh, we've done some pretty rough stuff um, yeah I, just, I thought it was an interesting take because no one else was calling that out at the time He's one of those pundits as well that remains very, I think, has he just left Sky recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when there has been a, a step change in the way that TV channels have been approaching who they bring on to do punditry, he has been a mainstay for a long time. Yeah. And is probably one of the last of the old guards, if we want to say, that's still been working there. Um and and is every bit as fruity and spicy as the the whiskey that's been in your glasses all the way through. Um, but I think it says a lot for him as what he is as a pundit and how much respect he carries. Yeah, absolutely. The insight, incredible. And that's someone who thinks, you know, it's not someone who just opens their mouth and thinks, because I played at a level, I demand to be respected in what I say. Yeah. He actually considers his analysis. If he takes a dram, he'd be cracking on here. <laughs> we'll have to find out. <laughs> this is this is part of this as well. Um, I mean, I'm not sure we'll get Gandalf, but you know, yeah, from previous guests, and right. Jessica Alba's probably a stretch. But I'll tell you what, if we got Graham Sooners, we'd invite Jamie. But we could we could make this happen. Absolutely, <laughs> dreams come true. See if his dream guest is Jamie Borthwick. I tell yeah. you, we can make magic happen. <laughs> what an opportunity! What a what a chance we would have. Um, a question for you then: When it comes to sport. Like you obviously cover a wide range, um, you know, from cold football pitches to roasting hot swimming pools. You have done both ends of the spectrum. Um, is there a sport that immediately springs to mind as a whiskey sport? The, the, like, I feel like football is connected with lager, and maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like those two things go together. Rugby is connected with real ale. Uh, or <laughs> being called or a red wine. Um, yeah. Is there a sport that immediately is like that's that's a that's the whiskey sport. Yeah, I actually this pure based purely on um doing one shift working behind the bar in Diggers when I turned up just to have a drink and uh, they had loads of people phone in sick and said, Jamie, you're gonna have to help us out. And I ended up jumping behind the bar on a Six Nations day Oof. and serving an insane amount of whiskeys. That's the one that comes to mind for me. Real ale and whiskey. They go away with one of each yeah. and they wouldn't be very long before they were back again. Yeah. <laughs> Was it good whiskey, can you remember? Or was it more the blended stuff? Now, it's, that's a matter of etiquette because if it's really busy, they're not sending you up to the top shelf. They're not yes. giving you like yep. really out there suggestions. And I've seen people who have done that and they are not liked by the bar staff <laughs> or anyone standing around them. So no, it's 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 your it's your bottom shelf affordables when it's busy when it calms down a bit they get stuck they get stuck into the good stuff to be fair in the diggers the bottom shelf well it's yeah. not like it's grouse and black bottle you know it's <laughs> no 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 <laughs> that's when you still got some lovely drums there I mean, that's where I'm, that's my usual wheelhouse in diggers is mm. that bottom shelf of delicious whiskey festival the festival that has never ended yes. um, yeah, it's, long it's, like it's going on a decade yeah. now what a what a festival <laughs> long may it continue <laughs> um so final question then about the company. The conversation matter. Mm. Are you talking to, I mean, you are you grilling Graham like an interview? Obviously your job is to interview sports people. Is it more uh, a reflection on some of the stories and anecdotes he's got? Are you talking about whiskey? Uh, what What's the makeup of the conversation? Yeah, I, I, I think 
you you start by talking whiskey. You yeah. start about that's everything yeah. flows from there, right? You learn so much about a person because you learn about their experiences. You learn about you know their tastes, and then definitely I want to I want to get into what it was like being in, involved in high level football in the seventies because it we know that there was uh, problems with drink. Yeah, we know that a lot of the players still smoked. There was a huge amount of uh, socialising still going on at the absolute highest level, yeah. and that's where Graham Soonis played. And I've heard a, a, a small handful of some of the stories that went on in these dressing rooms down south in those days, and I, I want to know all about them. How I, far I, down the bottle do you think he has to go to, for you to get the, the real truth? I think we're at the second drama, and I'm not even asking anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's just opening up. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. brilliant. Let's go, Jamie. This. I know you didn't ask, but <laughs> here's a cracking story about a guy that joined Liverpool for six months. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Reminds me of that uh, event that the Stromash podcast did with Hollis Thomas, the former Eagles player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cam, I don't think you were there. Nope. Uh, Jamie, you were. <laughs> that man could talk. <laughs> Had, that uh, man could talk, he and he had, had, he had me and Paul Mitchell attempting to ask him questions, but yeah, oh, he didn't really need it too much. I'd have, I'd have one in the chamber, and then seven minutes later, I'm going, "What was I going to ask him? <laughs> Where are we now?" That uh, the exact same time he's just thrown half the 2004 Eagles Super Bowl team under the bus. <laughs> 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 these are the these are the great opportunities uh, and the great stories that you get from people. Okay, what happens if he brings out a guitar? Uh, I say, Graham, I, I'm a, a massive fan of yours, but I feel like the ambience would be affected somewhat. Do you go and plant it in it. the sand like a flag? No, like, no, no. <laughs> no, no I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against the instruments. <laughs> I lay it gently down and say, maybe another time. Tremendous! I would love to see that happen. I'm, thanks for the input, Graham. Good luck getting off. No. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Um, so we've got the experience. We'll recap it at the end. What about dram number three, though? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about this one. Oh, okay. Is that what the confused look was at the beginning? Yeah. What well, the first thing that popped in my head there was a there was a rum I bought in Madeira. Uh, and the island of Madeira. I feel like every time I say it like that, you're not meant to because you sound like a wanker, but <laughs> it's Madeira, right? It's Madeira. Well, it's fine. I've not mispronounced anything yet, so it's your turn this week. I was pronouncing it correctly, by the way. <laughs> That's how they say it in Portugal. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I got this bottle of rum that was 60%. This is definitely not that. This is the easiest to drink of the three, I think. Um, it's the least boozy. Um, and all I could smell in it was like rotting vegetables, and that's what I'm getting from this. Rotting vegetables. Yeah. Wow. I'm not. I, 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 not getting I, that I at all. I don't have decay. I don't <laughs> have decay here. I'm getting. Might just be me. C- chemically, it's like uh, you know, it smells like going into somewhere that's just been recently cleaned. Yeah. Yes. So chlorine. I know, like a school bleach. Like going into a, sco- a school that, like, first thing in the morning, right, and, it's okay. ju- and it's just been washed down. <laughs> I, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'll, I'll drink it, but I found it a little bit. I felt it in my eyes when I when I took a sip. I think it's just very vapory, strong in the vapors. Yeah, I'm really struggling with this one. It, it feels like there's a bit of smoke in there, mm-hmm. but it's. It's very like so light. In fact, mm. that 
it almost might not be there, but I think it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... Eh, like anything, I'll drink it. <laughs> I don't really know where else to go with this one. Um, there's nothing else occurring to me the more I, the more it does I drink dis- it. It, does dis- it doesn't hit the palate the way the other two did as well. Like, there's... It's really neutral in some respects. And, like, it does... It just it's almost like it's not. I know I'm completely flummoxed by this entirely. <laughs> um, I know that doesn't really make for good podcasting. No, just going oh, I don't know. but um, it is a very confusing. Given given what I can, it's it's stronger, smokier, peatier. Mm, it's 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 less. It, I know you said rotten vegetables, but for me, that it's got less organic notes in it. Okay. It's definitely reminding me of that rum, which was disgusting, to be fair. <laughs> uh, did not like it. Is it better it. than the rum? This is better than it's the rum, yeah, than the 100%. Um, I gave the bottle of rum to my sister because I just couldn't. It sat in my, sat in my cupboard for two and a half years. Well, about a third of it out because I kept giving it to people when they came around. I don't know, <laughs> my, my 30th, I think I had a bunch of people come back to my place and so people asked for rum and coke. It was the only rum I had and they were not happy. <laughs> All right, we've come to the end of the experience then, and now it's time for you to rank your whiskies in order from least favourite to favourite. We all start with our guest. Uh, at the end of that, I'm going to ask you two things. I'm going to ask you which one then is the highly available supermarket brand, and then I'm going to ask you a curveball question I didn't that you didn't know was coming. Which one of these isn't from Scotland? Oh. So... um. We will start, first of all, with Jamie. Let's rank them first. We'll come back to the supermarket. Then we'll come back to the non-Scottish one. So in last place for you. In last place, number three. Okay. And then number two. Okay. And then number one. So you've enjoyed them in the order they've been served to you. I have. Right, okay, fascinating. Do you think there's anything around that because the, the first thing in your mouth is set the standard? Or is that genuinely the one that had the most for you? I'd love to think I was that shallow. Um, <laughs> it's literally it's literally just down to, to, to my tastes. Right, okay. Um, I really enjoyed number two. Okay. Number one is the one that I would go back for again and again. Grand. Interesting. I'm kind of similar, but I'm not the same. I'd be number three, then one, then two. So three, the least favourite. Then one in the middle and two your favourite of yeah. the three. Okay, uh, slightly different order. So which one for both of you is the highly available supermarket whiskey? James, James looking at me. Jamie, the going, guest yeah. goes first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for three. Um, I... It's 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 too difficult for me to for me to say exactly exactly mm. why. Other than that, I just didn't find it as interesting, and I'm going to associate that with a high availability. That's basically as, as complex as that decision is Grant? going to get. I think two might be the readily available one. So your favourite one, you think, is the most readily? I think available? it might be. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, 
I keep saying that's really interesting. It genuinely is. I, th- <laughs> I find it fascinating. Um, okay, so the curveball question that you didn't know was coming, um, because two of these uh, whiskies have been donated to us by our sponsor for this one, Whiskey Me, um, an absolutely fabulous sponsor, uh, subscription-based whiskey company. You can also buy it by the bottle, but they send you a little 60 centiliter pouch of whiskey. They've got a wide range of great Scottish whiskies. They've got some great stuff from around the world as well. But which one is one of the ones provided by Whiskey Me that is not a Scottish whiskey? So I think we're going to have different answers on this because I think it's number three. I think it's the one that I had. I think I don't think this is a readily available Scottish one. I think this is foreign muck. No, probably won't call it that. Probably won't call it that. Probably. Oh my goodness. Roy, Roy Chubby Brown has entered the building. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think it might be number three. Number three. Fantastic. Mr. Borthwick. Oh, it's, it's absolutely throwing me a, throwing me a curveball here. Um, I'm going to say, one, there's, there's, there's things in one that I, I haven't, I don't think I've really experienced in any of the, 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 the whiskies I've had for a while. That could have just been because it was fresh into it. I don't know, but mm. two was reminiscent of various things. You know, there were various tastes there that I had, and I, I, I've got no experience with um, foreign whiskies. So that's why I'm going to go with one. Number one. I've had some Japanese whiskies before. They were very nice. So if this is, if I've got it right, I don't think it is Japanese. Well, it's time to go through the results and I will bring out some of the tasting notes. So let's do them in order then. So up first, uh, and I'm going to say Jamie absolutely nailed on the non-Scottish with this. Oh, really? Because it is the Penderin Portwoods. Ah, the Welsh stuff. So um, really interesting that this stood out for you, something a little bit different, which Mm. I think is a, a really hot take on this. If we take the official notes of the palette, the nose and the finish on the nose it talks about aromas of rich dried fruits with dark chocolate and cranberries a hint of toasted oak mingles with a baked nutty dryness um however on the palate i think there's something that you're both getting from this a creamy richness with some honey and spice notes emerging mm-hmm. um so you obviously you mm-hmm. talked about uh, roasted chili you talked about caramel and toffee mm-hmm. the richness with the spice is the two elements that are coming through there the finish is smooth with a soft oak and honey sweetness ling- lingering gently on the tongue so your favourite whiskey is Welsh, Jamie. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my, my favourite ever. No, I thought it was delicious. It was absolutely. It was, it was really, nice, really, really nice. Um, so moving on then to the number two, which was your favourite Angus, was, um, yes. and the one that you thought was the supermarket brand. Yes. So that was the Speyburn 15-year-old, which is a Speyside from Rothis. Um, cask is Spanish and ex-bourbon. Uh, again, another great thing that Whiskey Me do is they give you really interesting little cards that give you loads of information about the distillery, an opportunity for you to write your notes on the back. Uh, also gives you a discount code that you can get 10% off. Um, uh, I'm not going to tell that. You, you know, We'll save that. But the taste yeah. tastes like citrus, penny toffee, and spice on this one as well. Um so interesting that you were talking about licorice and old yeah. putney. Salt was obviously something that was coming uh, off the top of this. Um, it says here the flavour is a rich combination of fruit, toffee, vanilla, and spice that's difficult to fault. 
Uh, maybe it was just because of comparison to the Pender and uh, was a bit thrown by that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, it's the American market that buys up most of the Speyburn. I hadn't had a Speyburn before. What I found with the the two that had come from Whiskey Me was I thought that the Speyburn had a lot more body to it, mm. and I felt like the mm. Penderin stayed with me longer. Though I thought the finish was much more lasting. Um, that was a little bit more about the initial flavour yeah. uh, that would then dissipate, but that Penderin really stayed with you for a while, mm. which I thought was really interesting. So that brings us on then to Dram Number Three, which is the supermarket brand so well done to jamie for getting that one and it is talisker sky oh well do you want i've got absolutely zero issues with saying i didn't like it then (laughs) so talisker sky at the moment again you can get this a bottle for about 25 pounds um so no age statement on that one at all the aroma is red apple coal bunker caramel and zesty orange with salty seaweed toasted almonds sour bread and smoke the taste is salted caramel uh, cold tar, cigarette ash, barbecue sauce, and licorice, black pepper, herbs, sweet smoke, uh, breaded vanilla with water, and the aftertaste is smoky tar, cold dust, chocolate, salty licorice, and black pepper. Jesus. Um, See, you have to put that many things in your cup. That's a lot of flavours they're claiming Which, there. Yeah, because at least someone will go, oh, yeah, maybe, and then, <laughs> then they'll be like, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I didn't okay. enjoy that one. That's fine. Fair uh, play to them. For me, it was interesting for you both to say that the smokiness was quite soft. I thought the smokiness in that one was in the nose really stood out. Like, and then it wasn't as smoky as it smelled. Mm. Um, like, it, it, you get that initial kind of like plume of smoke from it. Uh, but actually, when you drink it, there's there's not a lot of body there. Now, I will say there's some Taliskers that are phenomenally good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we will no doubt sample some of those. The sky is absolutely entry i think we've talked about guest whiskies in the past i think mm. this is a perfect guest whiskey yep. this is a whiskey if you're having a session and you reach the point where you're perhaps not flavoring and mm. tasting as much as possible great one to tap into a 25 pound a bottle you really can't argue with that that's a great price it. yeah i mean uh i love a we 25 pound supermarket special on something that you wouldn't normally get uh i got to try a fantastic one the dura red wine cask not normally a big fan of the Jura myself, but I do like red wine cast. It was £25 in the co-op once. Grabbed it. Loved it. Oh. Now it's up about 40 for. quid, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, grab those bargains when they're going. Um, well, Jamie Borthick, thank you for joining us. Just to recap, uh, your ultimate whiskey experience is a glass of Ochentoshin 21 uh, on a beach at a campfire at sunset near a cove having a in-depth conversation about the experiences in history with Graham Souness. Sounds absolutely perfect, doesn't it? Doesn't, I've won you over. Doesn't it just? <laughs> doesn't it just? Thank you once again to Whiskey Me for sponsoring this podcast and for providing two cracking bottles. Yes. Um, that Pendrin Portwood, Jamie's away to see the price of that. And I think Angus is going to go and check out that Spayburn 15-year-old as well. I think I will. But we'll be back again very soon. Thank you for tuning into The Sipping Point. Until next time, Slangeva. Bye.